Welcome to Parts of Unknown presents Never Break Kayfabe. Your name is? Rick Kane. Your name is? Michael Davis. And you know what? This may be Never Break Kayfabe. This may actually become, after a long hiatus, the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. Because there is something I need to talk to you about, and it is one of the most religious imagery that I have ever seen in AEW. Judas, must you betray me with a kiss? As we watched this past Wednesday night's Dynamite, and we watched the the betrayal of Kenneth Omega and... Don Cyrus the Virus Callus did every even Taz tried to hide the religious imagery as Callus kissed Kenny Omega after betraying him for the Blackpool Combat Club. What's up with that? What's up with that? I know. Okay, first off, I never liked Don Callus. I'm not a Don Callus person. Also, this is like my favorite rivalry right now because I love Moxley so much. Moxley's probably my favorite wrestler ever. And I love Kenny Omega so much. The Elite's my favorite faction. I think they're the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all can argue about me. I think they're better than the Horsemen. Fight me. <laughs> I think maybe not better. No, maybe not better. All right, hang but on. I'm going to take the microphone. I do not disagree with you. Because both factions highlighted the necessity of their time. I would not say either is better, but I would say both equally display the reality of the time frame that they exist. Does yes. that sound fair? Yes, that sounds fair. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. I was like, something was going to happen because he's always Don Callis and everything with him and Kenny Omega he's always trying to like cause some like chaos cause some um disruption within the elite or with whenever Kenny Omega tags with someone he's always trying to cause some little turmoil between Kenny Omega and the other people in the storyline so i'm just I'm I'm surprised that he attacked Kenny because he's always it always seems like he's trying to keep Kenny to himself and separate Kenny from everyone else. So maybe it just he he got tired of it. I don't know, but I <laughs> I it, think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be important for the Blackpool Combat Club lead storyline. There really has come a place with the elite that Don Callis does not work. Yeah. In the delete, in the elite, Don Callis does not fit in with the elite. Now, when Kenny Omega was the belt collector, and Kenny Omega had to go to Impact, he had to go to New Japan, he had to do things separate from the Young Bucks. Don Callis was a necessity. So I'm going to say something, and I'm going to hand you the microphone so you can disagree with me. He, he needed Don Callis in that storyline because I do not feel Kenny Omega is the best at promos. I understand that, especially heel, especially heel promos. 
He's Kenny Omega's okay with promos, but I think especially with like belt collector cleaner heel Omega, I think he needed Callus just to like really like push it over. Yeah, and and that enabled him. See, the, here is what professional wrestling has lost, and this is why a Don Callis is important. Okay, and I'm going to say the same thing about your buddy Moxley. Moxley is a great M-ring performer. I am not completely sure he's one of the best promo guys. I think he's one of the best promo guys right now in AEW. I don't think he's better than MJF, but I think especially at least out of every ex-WWE guy, I think he's the best. Yeah. I think that the Blackpool Combat Club longs for a, a mouthpiece. Yeah, I think right now it's, it's Brian Danielson because he hasn't been wrestling, but he's been the center guy. He's not a manager per se, but like leader talker um, yeah. of the <laughs> the Blackwell Combat Club. And as a result of the match between Ray Phoenix and and Claudio Castagnoli. It looks like that they found a way to bring Daniel Bryan back into the mix because it looks like he and Yuta uh, have a shot at the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles because Claudio beat Phoenix. Oh, cool. That's out. Yeah, a, a good way to get him back into the ring. I because I don't know how much he how his health level health bar was after the sixty minute match with. MJF, but I always think a tag team match is a good way to get people back in it. But I think his first match back, I I do not. I, this has. I feel like this has to end. Hopefully, it'll be at double or nothing. I don't know, but it's got to end with the Elite versus the Black Bull Combat Club. And I think it. Brian Danielson's gonna wrestle in that match, and I think that Hangman Adam Page is gonna be the fourth member of the Elite in that match, especially with Callus. Who's the fourth member of Blackpool Combat Club? Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. Oh, Moxley, Claudio. All right, four on four. So are you calling Stadium Brawl? Uh, It'll probably end up being something like that, but I don't think it'll be, like, a produced thing. Maybe they'll show backstage stuff, but I think it'll mainly be in the arena. Like, maybe they go out of the ring and into the stands and stuff, but I don't see them being on, like, a football field, stadium brawl film type thing. Well, they, uh, that's not, especially if it's uh, at All Out, because that's in a, uh, a stadium in Las Vegas. So if they do some pre-produced backstage stuff, that's one thing. But what do they call their war games? Is it Blood and Guts? Yeah, Blood and Guts. They call it Blood and Guts. So I don't know if they're going to, like, prolong this to all in and have it be the center focus of their pay-per-view in london but i think they'll it'll hopefully resolve it double or nothing and they'll have a match of double or nothing at well, the end of the month all right i i would shoot for double or nothing because they are going to a worldwide stage if they do not have kenny omega versus zach saber jr at at all all in that is an international market that they that can explode everything. Okay, <laughs> okay. Hope maybe uh, they'll have Will Osprey there too. I think he's hurt right now. I don't know. <laughs> well, what's the name of um, Will Osprey's group? Uh, it is 
Because I always think of it, it's like something united, but yeah. it's not United Kingdom. Aussie. Aussie, Aussie Open. Aussie yeah. Open. Yeah. So that one guy jumped Orange Cassidy. Yeah, you. Yeah, so I think he'll end up, maybe that will be a match either at that pay-per-view or at um, Open Door. Forbidden Door. I think uh, Open Door, uh, Forbidden Door, it, it would be a for, Forbidden Door would be an op, op, opportune time for those international matchups. Yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah, I never liked Don Callis in the first place, so I'm glad that Kenny Omega is being separated. <laughs> I gotta tell you, all right, can we can we talk about uh, Don Cyrus the Virus Callis for a minute? Yeah. I. Did <laughs> I know you? I have. did because I remember his his time back in the day with the oddities, and he had sort of this militant thing, and that's where Cyrus came along. The character that I love the most of Don Callis is in the in the fledgling years of Extreme Championship Wrestling (ECW). ECW finally got a contract with the Nashville Network. They finally had a cable contract. And Don Callis was on there and he was known as the network. The network? Yeah. And oh, was he like the head of the network and stuff so they could be up the like, oh, we can't show that stuff on TV and then they'd be like, oh yeah, watch this and then they'd beat him up or something. And they and he was the voice of TNN saying what this Uber violent this hardcore philadelphia sexy stuff could not do on tv yeah and he was the network i that that is probably my favorite don callis character is a network fun that sounds like a fun character yeah for ecw i'm a little bit upset though there's one thing that i had hoped would happen and you'll get mad at me because it would have marked the end of the elite but i wish that he could have stayed with Kenny and the Winnipeg kids could have got together. Uh, the Winnipeg kids, Kenny Omega, Lance Storm, and Chris Jericho. And Don Callis as the manager. The Winnipeg kids. Uh, I don't think that would have happened anyway. Just because I don't see Chris Jericho being a part of the group where he's not the leader in talk. He, he would not be the leader of that crew. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think that would happen in the first place, but I think that's a nice fantasy for you to have that <laughs> think yeah. that could happen. Well, screw you. And <laughs> yeah. What else do you like that's going on in wrestling? I'll, I'll post this tomorrow. This will be tomorrow's Parts of Unknown. What do you like that's going on right now? What do I like that's going on right now? Um, well, I, I didn't watch it, but I bet the match between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor was good. That was on Raw. They're doing a tournament to see who's going to be the next, like, head champion of Raw. And I was hope apparently they're doing it with people both from Raw and SmackDown, which doesn't make sense to me. It's whoever wins the tournament, it's on Raw. Yeah, so it's probably it's not going to be Seth, probably Seth Rollins. But I was really hoping that it, that that was going to be the main event was like Seth versus Finn because that was it for the first time. But that they split up Raw and SmackDown, it was Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins in the main event of like SummerSlam, mm-hmm. doing that. So I think that's good. I'm excited to go to AEW with you when it comes to the when it comes down here. And I was telling you, I was like, I really prefer 
AEW to um, WWE because, and it's solely because when you asked me who are you most excited for, I just had a big list. But if you said like, oh, let's go to Raw, who are you excited to see? Or like, let's go to WWE, who are you excited to see? I'm like, I, I, I can only think of like three people. I could only say Rhea, Finn, and Cody. And like, that was kind of it. <laughs> Well, I, I'm starting, I, I like the reemergence of the Latino world order, to be honest. Yeah. See, and I really like the Judgment Day, because that has all the wrestlers that I like that are in WWE on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's super fun, because I like Rey Mysterio, and I know you've experienced the I, LWO I, before. I have experienced the LWO in person, and I, what did you do? <laughs> I, I didn't think I did that. Our mobile recording studio is going crazy. I'm sorry. I didn't know what I did. I was trying to... Um, I, well, I like... Uh, so I like AEW for a different reason. It's not just the talent that I like. The a- AEW is the closest to the flavor of wrestling that I grew up on. I grew up mid-Atlantic NWA territory that the territory was built on wrestling and not skits, right? Yeah. WWE, I am not a I'm not a sports entertainment guy. You're not you're you you, you don't like the Jericho Appreciation Society, you're not a sports entertainer. I like the Jericho Appreciation Society because they mock sports entertainment. <laughs> but but I uh, WWE is built on stories, AEW's built on in-ring action. Yeah. I think they do a lot of their stuff, at least when originally the AEW started, a lot of all that stuff was on BTE. Now they do some funny skit stuff on TV, mainly with, like, Orange Cassidy and stuff. But I think, like, that was a good way to be, like, we can still have our fun, silly stuff, but we're going to focus on in-ring and entertainment and, like, serious promos and stuff like that. Yeah. So now I'm going to contradict myself. I loved BTE. I haven't watched BTE in a long time. Though. Oh man, you gotta keep up with BTE. It's like serious stuff. They got serious stuff going on. They got like the Dark Order trying to cause tension within the elite. Like it's it's some good stuff right now. So instead of catching up, when I get on the bike tomorrow, I'll just put on the newest episode of BTE okay. and just start from here. Okay. Yeah, but I'm truly excited about going to AEW. I truly am. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm very excited. It's a big birthday present, so we get to be on the floor. I'm going to have... I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. I'm very excited to see AEW live. Because yeah. I love WWE. I, we went to WWE when I was younger, like once or twice. But I think this is going to be different. And I'm very excited for it. It'll be fun. I'll, it'll be fun. And, so, and like, I feel like I'm losing touch with... WWE, like I can tell you, like all the AEW um, um, rivalries and storylines, and like the backup of it, and like what led up to it, and all the little pieces that are going on in it. But I'm like, if you ask me something about WWE, I'm like, uh, I can tell you about the Judgment Day, <laughs> Rhea Ripley. I think I know what's happening with Cody and Bianca Belair, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the finals of the match in where is it Dubai? Or is it in it's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. I, Cody versus Brock. That match is happening, but that's not going to be the final. They like Co- like Brock Cody was in like the way that the tournament happened on Raw. It was like 
three matches and there are two triple threats and one singles match and the winner of the triple threats fought in the singles match. Uh-huh. And the first triple threat match had Cody, Finn, and somebody else in it. I don't remember who. But, like, Brock Lesnar pulled Cody out of the ring and just beat him up and it's like, we're not finished. He was like, something about, like, we're not finished just yet. So they're going to have their own separate match. So is Cody out of the tournament? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Cody's out? Yeah. Seth Rollins is the raw guy on it. He's going to fight someone from SmackDown. Probably Roman Reigns. You have to actually be kidding me right now. That was about we all thought Cody was going to win, and he lost the first damn match. Yeah, I'm really upset about it. I am not happy right now. No. I am really not happy right now. I don't. I'll say this. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You can quote me on this. I don't like Vince. I don't like Vince. Man, they are screwing Cody over. Yeah, apparently, like, the first night, the first Raw back from when ESPN put, no, UFC put Vince back in charge was, like, the lowest rating and nobody liked it. I just, it really made me upset that I, because I thought, like, Cody's going to win this one. They don't have to have him beat Roman Reigns. But they'll have him beat some. He'll have him wrestle Seth Rollins or Finn Balor or someone, and he can win it. But I, no, if I if Roman Reigns has this stupid belt, I will be extremely mad. I'll be very very mad because yeah, Paul Heyman was like, "Oh, that looks like a nice belt to be placed around Roman Reigns." So I was like, "Man, they're gonna put Roman Reigns in that, and they're gonna make him win it." And I hope not. I hope it's Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is probably the most popular WWE superstar right now, no matter how much they continuously try to shove Roman Reigns. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking me. It's not Cody. It's not Cody. I, I could show you Instagram right now. No, I'm going to watch Raw tonight. Okay. But, yeah, it's probably it's Seth Rollins versus someone, and Seth Rollins has to win it. And I think he's going to win it because he's, like, the I, I WWE can't, I can't right even. Now. I, I like Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong. Like they they ain't gonna give a belt to Cody. No, Holy crap! He's like, but Cody's gonna get paid, and yeah. Cody's gonna be just like his dad. Uh, listen, I I mean this as a compliment. Cody uh, Dusty left the NWA and he went to WWE and got paid, but he did not have to make one decision. And I guarantee like, that's what Cody needs right now. Yeah, I think you're someone that has experience with that, so you can testify to it. Yeah. But yeah, it is like like Archer said has said like he gets he gets to make kids smile and he gets paid. So ho- hopefully it's like that too. He gets to have his kid go to Cody gets to have his kid go to Walt Disney World and will go to college and stuff like that when she grows up and stuff like that but uh, you know i'm just upset with it more reasons why i prefer aew way over wwe right now well the only the only thing that wwe has for me right now is rhea ripley and finn balor and that's it (laughs) everything else is just like eh. and don't forget buddy matthews gets to touch it (laughs) buddy matthews gets to touch it (laughs) my favorite tweet my favorite tweet of you who don't know Rhea Ripley's gear says um had uh Dom Dom written on it because that's what she calls uh that's the nickname she she says to say for Dominic Mysterio and they posted it on Instagram and Buddy Matthews who's Rhea Ripley's boyfriend said (laughs) I'm the one that gets to touch it though I just thought that that was was funny that was really good that was funny 
All right. So on that inappropriate comment, <laughs> that is Never Break Kayfabe yeah. presents Parts of Unknown, a subsidiary of the Wrestler Faith podcast. Your name is? Rick Kane. Your name is? Michael Davis. Have a week.